0: Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Thank you, Fiona. Good morning. Good morning. Shall we, uh, shall we start by praying? Lord Jesus, we want to thank you again for your word. Thank you that you use it to speak to us, to encourage us, to, to make us more like Jesus. And I want to pray that would do that this morning. Amen. Amen. We're going to uh, start this morning by, uh, by doing a quiz. I love a quiz. Uh, and since we've kind of feel like we've warmed up a little bit, I'm going to get you involved again. So we're going to do a, an odd one-out quiz. Uh, So, in just a moment, uh, you're going to see some images up on the screen, uh, and you're going to have three choices uh, to pick which is the odd one out. Uh, And just to make sure there's no cheating, because I'm suspicious of some of you, we're all going to vote at the same time. So, if you think uh, it's A when it comes up on the screen, I want you to, you're going to practice with me now. You're going to put your arms up in the air. So, show me A. Arms up in the air. Great. If you think it's B, you're going to put your hands on your head. Oh. Oh, careful. Uh, and uh, if you think it's C, I want you to challenge your best YMCA dance. We're going to have a kind of a, a C thing going on. We got that. Brilliant. Uh, let's have the first one. And I want everyone to join in, so everyone's going to vote. So can we have the first image? Right. Which of these pictures is the odd one out? Is it A, B, or C? So I'm going to count down. You can play at home as well. Put your, your things in the chat. Three, two. One, let's vote. That's a pretty definitive A, isn't it? Let's see what the answer is. Well done, of course it's A. Of course the car is the odd one out. Right, the next one, question two. Which one is the odd one out? Ooh, it's tricksy, this one. A, B, or C? Okay, I'm gonna count down. Three, two, one. Okay, it's time to vote we've got I think C apart from David. let's see the answer let's see the answer David you were wrong it is C uh, and the last one here we go oh I knew this one would get you I knew it right A B or C okay three two one vote I, there's a bit of a spread, but I think that's a pretty definitive A. Let's see. It is A. You're very good. I thought that might get you. Someone who voted A, why was it A? Let's, let's see your hand. Why did you vote A? Joe, why did you vote A? Because the other two you throw with your hand, and A you kick with your foot. It's very good. Very good. You throw with your hand, you hit them with a bat as well. There's a. Come on. Predominantly red, and the others are predominantly white. Yes, it could have been C, couldn't it? It could have been C. Uh, this one I thought would stump more of you, but you were very good. It is A because you, you kick it uh, rather than throw it or hit it with a bat. Well done. Give yourselves a round of applause. Very good. You were much better at that than I expected. Uh, this morning we are thinking about standing out uh, instead of fitting in. We're, we're thinking essentially about how we should be the odd ones out. And my question for, for each of us this morning is, what sort of odd one out are you? Because I think, if we're honest, probably a lot of us are a bit more like those first two questions. It was really obvious which the odd one out was, wasn't it? And if I show you an avocado, a slice of pizza, and a car, I mean, we all knew, didn't we, which was the odd one out. But when I showed you those three balls, I mean, you were actually very good. You've entirely ruined my opening illustration. But imagine you weren't as good as you were. You know, actually, it's a bit harder to know which one is going to be the odd one out because they're, they're far more similar. It's a much more subtle difference. And you know, as, as followers of Jesus, we're called to be odd ones out, more like those first two questions and less like that third now, Jesus wants us to stand out really obviously, not kind of sink in with, with the rest of the crowd around us. And we're starting over the, the next few weeks in Lent, this series looking at the Sermon on the Mount. It's a, it's a sermon that Jesus preached and it's an amazing sermon. I think we're going to see it. It's a challenging sermon and Jesus is telling us what it looks like to live a life following him. But here at The beginning in these first few verses that we just read, Jesus begins not by telling us what that life will look like, but he begins by telling us what that life will do if we live it. He doesn't start by saying what it looks like, but he starts by saying what the impact will be if we live in the way we're going to explore over these next five weeks he calls us to live. And and what Jesus says is that when we live a life like this, it, it make us two things. It will lead us to to be two things in the world. He says that we will be salty and he says that we will shine bright. We'll be salty and we'll shine bright. We're going to think about those two things really quickly and we're going to start off with being salty. don't know how many of you uh, like cooking in here but if you do you know that salt's a really important part of of the process. I've, I've the moment when I kind of started putting salt in things I felt like I'd really made it as a chef that's that's me at my peak but we use salt don't we today to bring out flavor and to make things taste better but but back in Jesus's day things were were quite different Uh, because one of the main uses that they had for salt then was was to stop things from going bad they used salt to preserve food so today if you kind of buy a nice piece of steak, what we do is we go and put it in the fridge and, and that makes it uh, stay good, it stops it from going bad. But, but back in Jesus' day, they didn't have fridges and so what they did, they would rub it with salt and the salt would kill all the germs and, and bacteria that, that make the meat go bad and it would keep it good, it would stop it from going rotten and smelly. And Jesus is saying that, that Christians should be like salt, in the world. That as Christians are worked into the world around us, that we should preserve it and stop it from going bad. When Christians are in the world, with and around our friends and family, our neighbours and our schoolmates, when we're standing out in those settings, living like Jesus... He just says that we can be a, a presence and, a, and an influence that stops decay and stops things from going bad. You know, I imagine some of you might have had an experience like this before in your life. You know, Maybe uh, you joined a, a group of friends at the school that you go to that had a real habit uh, of talking bad about one another behind their backs. And maybe you refused to, to join in and, and you started to notice that slowly... Over time, the group changed, and because they saw how you were acting, they stopped talking bad behind one another's backs. Or maybe at work, you held yourself to a a higher standard of behavior. Maybe you were in a setting, you didn't join in with with crude words or, or dodgy dealings, and slowly people around you noticed and started to follow your example. Just by being there, just by standing out, you were like salt. You stopped a place from going bad. You know, I realize we don't uh, really use salt in this way today anymore. Do we use it for flavor and other things? And so I was trying to think, I've got my bag of goodies over here. I was trying to think at what a modern day example would be instead of salt. You know, what does it look like for us to to make the world not go bad. And and this is what I thought of. Uh, This is my deodorant. Um, This stops me from going bad over the day. stops me from getting a bit smelly and going rotten. I use this uh, to preserve something about me. And, And so the next time that you put on deodorant, I want you to remember you are the deodorant of the world. God wants you to be in the world to keep it good. To stop it from going bad. Be deodorant. Be salty. That's the first thing that Jesus says our lives will do when we live differently like him. Secondly, he tells us that we will shine bright. Now light, the world around it, doesn't it? Because light shows us the way. Helps us to see where we're going, helps to light up dark corners that we can't see. It sometimes is used to guide us into places that we can't find. And Harv at the back is going to just help me for a moment. He's going to turn the lights out for us just for a second. Now, we're in the middle of the morning, uh, so even though the lights have gone off, it's still pretty bright in here. But I want you to imagine with me uh, that it's the middle of the night. It gets pretty dark in here at nighttime, let me tell you. But imagine it's darker. The lights have gone out, and it's harder to see. And in, in a setting like this, the second thing, I'm, this is the biggest light I could find that I could carry with me. If I turn this light on, even in what is, let's be honest, a fairly bright room, it makes almost no difference. No, if I, <laughs> if I, if I shine it, we can see, you know, light. But perhaps more than that, because light doesn't just shine up dingy roofs, even though it doesn't particularly do that. What, what it does is it shows people the way, doesn't it? That maybe does not do much, but if I, if I shine this in your faces, you're not going to have any question about where I'm standing, am I? It helps you to see the way to go. Thank you, Harvey. You can turn the lights back on. Let me turn that off before I blind more of you. Lights sh- shines into dingy corners, but it, it shows people where you are shows people how to get to you. If I was trying to hide up the front here with those lights off, I wouldn't be doing a very good job, but I'd be doing a really bad job if I was shining that light in your face. Wouldn't I? And that's what Jesus says that Christians are meant to be like in the world. As Christians, we stand out as we follow Jesus, and and our lives are meant to be a light that shine and show the way, but not that show a way to us, but show the way to Jesus. We're meant to be live lives that that shine and show people the way to go if they want to find the source of that light and the source of life. In a dark world, our different lives should shine bright like a spotlight, something different from the darkness around us, and show people the way to the one who knows them and loves them and has saved them. And our world needs light right now, doesn't it? Our world needs a community of people who will be salty and stop the world around them from going bad. It needs a community who will shine a light in dark places and lead people towards the one who calmed storms and healed the broken. You know, I think if the last two years, and let's be honest, if the last two weeks have shown us anything, It's that we as human beings don't really have things quite as together as perhaps we thought we did and we told ourselves that we did. It turns out that we as people are still quite broken and vulnerable. We're still quite sinful and fragile. You know, it's into that truth, that reality that God's people are called to be salt and light through lives lived differently. You know, as I said, we're going to spend the next five weeks thinking together about what that kind of life looks like, how we can be salt and light. But as uh, we end now, I want to finish by drawing your attention to one last thing. Because here on the screen, did you see what Jesus said as he was giving this teaching to his followers? He said, you are the salt of the earth. You are Are the light of the world. Do you notice that? Didn't say you could be the salt of the earth. It wasn't you might be the light of the world. No, you are salt and light. And here's the point followers of Jesus, those who have put their faith and trust in him, are people to whom something has happened. We're people that God has done something to. At that moment where Jesus saved us and filled us with his spirit, he made us something that we weren't before. He made us salt and light. We're going to spend, as I said, those coming weeks thinking about how we can live out that truth more. And for the sake of the world, I pray we can live it out more. But please... Please hear me, because of Jesus, this is who you are already. You are salt and light. You've been made and called and saved to be salty, to stop the world from going bad. To shine bright into dark places and show the way to Jesus. And so as we finish this morning, I don't want to finish with a great call to action. That's going to come, that's really important. But instead I want to finish by praying and and praying that God would make this a reality. That who we already are would come more and more to the surface and more and more we would be able to live like salt and light because of what God has already done in us by his spirit. So you know Jesus teaching at all, he says here that we are the light of the world elsewhere, he says that he is the light of the world. We are light because he is light, and his light shines in us. And I'm going to pray that that would be more and more a reality, that he would make us salty and he would make us shine bright. So can we pray for that as we finish? Perhaps you'd stand, and I'm going to pray for us. And then we're going to worship. So why don't we pray? And if perhaps this is what you want, you want to be salt and light more in the places you find yourself. You might want to just close your eyes, focus, not because there's anything special, and maybe put your hands out in front of you as a sign that you want to receive from God. I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, Lord, we're, we're so aware of the darkness and brokenness of the world around us. And God, we long to be light and salt into, into the places we find ourselves. God, I thank you that that's already true of us, that that's who you have made us. And God, I pray that as we think about this over the coming weeks, but even beginning today, by your power at work within us, God, you would make this increasingly true. God, you would make us salt and light in our schools, in our families, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods. God, just by being there, would your light shine? And would we help stop the decay of the world around us? So we pray come, Spirit of God, continue and increase the work you have already done. Make us salt and light. Amen.